When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Afternoons on SEN. Uh, welcome back or two afternoons on SEN, whichever category you fall into. Either way, it's wonderful to have you on board. I hope you're having a cracking day, however you're putting it in, wherever you're putting it in. You can get involved uh, in afternoons. Uh, Sam Hargraves filling in for Dwayne. Werribee Kia open line is open. one 736 736 awarded National Kia Car Dealer of the Year. Werribee Kia makes buying cars easy. You can... Text in at any stage on the 40 Winks Temper text. Uh, that number, 0433 98 uh, 40 Winks and Temper Consumer Choice Winner Temper Mattresses, Pillows and Adjustable Bases conforms to the exact shape of your body. Don't forget, too, this Christmas that even Santa's been left in the shade by the delivery of Hairy Dog. Sorry, Santa, no one delivers like Hairy Dog. Visit I Can Win to have Hairy Dog deliver the drinks for your Christmas party. Coming up in this hour, Pete Hawley in a moment. We'll preview a massive round 10 of NBL action. Um, a really important conversation we're going to have with a young man named Jed Zimmer. Um, Tobin Brothers Funeral Celebrating Lives have partnered with Suicide Prevention and Awareness Network and released a series of videos um, trying to shine a, light, shine a light on people who don't find this time of the year maybe uh, as a big reason to celebrate like a, a lot of us do. And for those who are doing it tough at this time of year, we're thinking of you and, and this and these series of videos have been done with you and for all of us in mind to keep those people um, in mind. So looking forward to catching up with Jed Zimmer. Uh, Trent Copeland after 2.30 to preview the second test. Pat Cummins out, Scott Boland in, Steve Smith the captain. We'll get his thoughts on all of that. Um, and an amazing, the biggest story of the year was actually broken seven weeks before it was broken. The Brownlow betting situation. Uh, charges still to be laid, but an AFL umpire caught up in that. And the story, before it came out uh, in November, it had actually been broken seven weeks earlier. We'll speak to one of the young men who actually did that uh, via their podcast. Sam Landsberger in the Herald Sun wrote that story today. Uh, and we are going to have a chat to young Adam Vogelis about how all that came about. What do you think of Mitch Cleary dropping this uh, news bomb? By the way, I think Mitch Cleary is actually poolside on holidays somewhere. I actually don't think he's reporting for duty at the moment, but he's still breaking yarns. Uh, and he has just tweeted an hour ago, and you heard it in Matty's News Bulletin there. The AFL's additional round of matches to be played for the first time in Adelaide. Um, the NRL call it Magic Round. Mitch Clear reporting that this is going to be called Gather Round. I, I really like it. That has really hit comfortably with me. I am a fan. Rod is screwing up his face uh, back through the window. I don't know if that's just his resting face. Uh, it's not. I can tell you. He's shaking his head, two thumbs down. Your view, gather round. It's got a simple, it's got, a, it's got a, an ease to it. It's got a colloquialism to it. Boring, says Rod. Through the, I could actually hear you through the glass, Rod. That's how angry <laughs> you are. I heard you through the soundproof glass. So Gather Round is what the additional round, uh, which is going to be round five, will be known as the Festival of Footy. The NRL call it Magic Round. We're calling it Gather Round. I like it. 
That just sounds very Aussie to me. I, I do like that. Um, just before we get to Pete Hawley, uh, Smurphy in Dandenong South has been waiting patiently uh, to have his say on the Werribee Kia open line. Smurphy, hello, mate. G'day, Sam. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. Thanks for asking. Um, I was just thinking about some of those guys that you, you were saying were competing against each other in particular. Yeah, the head-to-head careers. Yep. Yeah. One that, that really struck me was George Moore and Roy Higgins. George because... Moore and Roy Higgins. Do tell. George Moore was, um, well, at the time they classified George Moore as the number one jockey in Australia. That was the oh, sort of mid-60s onwards. And Roy Higgins, he was in Sydney and Roy mm. Higgins was in Melbourne and he was number two. But you had the Melbourne-Sydney rivalry going uh, all yeah, the time. Yeah, yep. And then when you had um, things like the Sydney Easter Cup, um, Roy would go up there, get a couple of rides up there and knock off a couple of winners. And that used to really cause some problems. Then Georgia did the same thing on the Spring Carnival. Um, but I can remember years ago when I was an apprentice, and I'm going back a long time, mm-hmm. um, I was in Albury and uh, went to the Wagga Cup. And George Moore was invited to the Cup and, and sort of declined. Roy Higgins went. Um, and on the old days, they used to have the names of the jockeys yep. with numbers of the horse across from um, the stands. Oh, that's and a great, that's a great yarn, Smurf. Uh, that's a fantastic one. Thank you so much for taking us down that memory lane as well. Greatly appreciated. Uh, 18 holes of golf and a cart for you at Club Mandalay, for you and a mate. Uh, 18 holes of golf, you and a mate with a cart. And if you are listening, you can get 18 holes of golf uh, for two with uh, drinks and the cart midweek for just $99. Visit clubmandalay.com.au. Jack has been waiting so patiently. 13 years of age is our man Jack who's called in, wants to talk about uh, the score review system. G'day, Jack. Hello, how are you going? I'm really well, thanks, mate. Thanks for taking the time to call. The floor is yours. What did you want to chat about? No worries. I'd like to talk about like maybe a captain's review or something. One per quarter, and if you don't use it in that quarter, it doesn't get carried over. Uh, I, I don't mind it, Jack. I don't mind it at all. We've got some issues with our score review system. Um, if I were you, Jack, I don't know, uh, and, I, and I encourage you wholeheartedly to stay in school, but it's just a shame that at 13 years of age, you might not be able to um, actually go after um, the job that is being advertised at the moment to run the AFL Review Centre, uh, to be an AFL Review Centre operator. Uh, Jules DeStoot was speaking uh, to Jared Waitley about it a little earlier. Jared uh, has been uh, quite vocal in his views on the score review system, as have I. And it sounds like you've got some qualms with it uh, as well, Jack. But, um, yeah, unfortunately at 13, I don't think you'll be able to apply for that. But we'll keep you in mind, hopefully, for down the track because you make a lot of sense, mate. Thank you for calling. Yeah. All good. All good. Have a good day. You too. Um, what can, have I got anything I can give to Jack? I can't... Um, Let's find a, uh, I can't give you the beer. 
Uh, let's find something to give to Jack, and uh, and, and uh, we'll uh, on, uh, just uh, very nice of him to to ring and and to wait. Hey, big round ten of NBL action. Uh, my favourite NBL uh, expert, of course. Uh, we used to do a show together many moons ago. Uh, new father as well, and just a very very good man, a championship winner in his own right with Melbourne United. Pete Hooley, hello, my friend. Long time no speak. Thanks for having me. Oh well, thanks for making yourself available. I know it's a busy time for you at the moment. How is fatherhood treating you? Not too bad, not too bad. She's six weeks old now. As you know, it goes in the blink of an eye, so things aren't going too bad. It's, I probably timed it perfectly with the World Cup. She wakes, she's been waking up at 2 a.m. I get to watch that game, and then by the next time, wake up at 6 a.m. So I can't complain too much, but now I think the 2 a.m. games are coming to an end, so I'm about to get really upset. Yes. Uh, well, let's talk a bit of NBL. Hey, what have you made of the season so far? It's a massive win for the competition when you've got the, the two top teams. One is the defending champion, but the other one is the team that finished dead last and second last the year before that. Uh, the New Zealand breakers have really been the story of the season. Oh, it's been incredible. As you said, you look back at everyone's uh, early predictions and nobody could predict this outside of Sydney, but even still you'd question Sydney having this good a start to the season after they win a championship where everyone talks about a championship hangover. It's a real thing. Uh, but not through the Kings. They've they've retooled nicely, but the system they've got, Chase Fubert, he's done excellent. And yeah, really, New Zealand and Cairns, both of them have been in, incredible. Cairns, the youngest roster in the league, play one of the most exciting brands of basketball. And New Zealand are just so tough. Modi Mayo, new coach, has been phenomenal. And I don't envy whoever's voting for Coach of the Year because I know I think Modi Mayo's probably got that on lock right now. But you'd be stiff not to think about what Adam Ford's done and what Chase Buford's doing. Well, their biggest test is going to be tomorrow night. They're going to start round 10. The Breakers hosting the Sydney Kings. Where's this one won and lost? I know you think Sydney Kings are the benchmark, um, but but New Zealand would really be fancying themselves. They, they are coming off a loss, but uh, they've won four out of their last five, and so two of the Kings. I have to give New Zealand a nod. I mean, they're playing at home, but everything this year so far, any time a team's had a disappointing loss, they've bounced back in really good fashion. And I'm talking every single team. And You look at what Illawarra did the other night to Melbourne United. So they had a bad loss last time on their home floor to Perth. The Breakers, I'm expecting them to show up in a big way and get this win. Um, from a team point of view, you've given us who you believe playing competition best basketball at the moment. What about a couple of players who you think are really paving the way and really setting the standard? And I know that Andrew Bogut has just said that if Xavier Cooks can add the long game, the three-point game to his repertoire, then even at 27, he would still be uh, a great fit for a lot of NBA clubs. He's actually shooting the three ball at about 37% this year, which isn't too bad. Who do you believe is setting the standards this season, Pete? Oh, I mean, it's hard to look past what Xavier Cooks does, especially on the defensive end. He's the best two-way player in the league by, by a long way. And not even the three-point shot for me is the free throws. He's really struggling at the free throw line this year. If he could just tighten that up, then I'm sure he's still going to get a look anyway at some point for the NBA, you'd think. Uh, Keanu Pinder's been outstanding up in Cairns, averaging a double-double, just continuing to get better and better every single game. Derek Pardon, it's really it's a, it's a big league this year. I know we always talk about Bryce Cotton, Jalen Adams last year. We've got Derek Parton in New Zealand, Robert Franks, Mitch Creek, Keanu Pinder, Xavier Cooks, all the elite big men in the competition having outstanding years. What are you putting it down to for Keanu Pinder? Because you're right, I mean, if there's a most improved, then surely he's claiming that. Um, and, and then it's probably daylight uh, the rest, but he is dominating games at times. Well, he won it last year, the most improved. Oh, he did too. It's, it's almost <laughs> but we can't go off, back to you? back, can you? Well, can no, you? I, you 100% can. He would have that nearly unlocked because he's, he's taken the two jumps required in the NBL. He went from uh, somebody who was really non-existent, a bench player, to a star and became 
most improved, then he's gone from a star to an MVP candidate. So that's the two jumps, and he's made both of them. So right now, I'd say he's a short price favourite for most improved. And I think he's just having fun. Adam Ford, trust him now to go out there, play through mistakes. You watch the way he plays, the whole style of play for Ken suits him. And he's smiling, he's laughing out there, and he keeps playing with a swagger that no one can stop him. And I think he's right. Um, some of the teams that aren't performing so well, um, who's been the greater disappointment to you out of Perth, Brisbane, Melbourne, and Illawarra? Oh, I mean, it's probably between, you have to say Brisbane on paper, what they put together in terms of they had a full roster for a while uh, and couldn't get that third import ride. They're still trying to replace that. That was very disappointing. They had parted ways with James Duncan. And Melbourne United and Illawarra, you give both some excuses. I think Illawarra, they had lost four of their five leading scorers last year. So you give them, uh, cut them a bit of slack for their struggles, but still it's been a very poor start. And Melbourne United, we know what they lost in the off-season, but Shaley's had three concussions now. They've barely had him on the floor. They lose Ariel Hookport in the preseason, But again, they just haven't found a way to put it together with the pieces they've got left. And it's, it's been pretty dis- disappointing thus far. And probably no more so than that loss to Illawarra, who had lost nine straight. So for the rest of the season, Pete, um, we're in, going into round 10, an 18-round season. Have you got an eye on how you think that the, the year unfolds? I'm loving the drama involved in the, the top six. When you look at the top two, you know, if you're top two, you're automatically qualified, but then the four below will, will play off for the play-in tournament. So it's adding already an exciting element when you look at the ladder each and every week. Um, how do you believe that this season uh, flows out? Who do you think is likely to come out of that top six and who do you think could be the team's most likely to go in? Oh, to be honest, I think it's pretty set. It might change the order, but I, I don't think... Melbourne can turn it around unless they have some significant changes. Uh, Brisbane, another one. I know that Sam McKinnon has taken over, but they're still lacking in significant areas. Illawarra, we know they won't be there. And then Perth will just lack consistency. And you try and think of who's going to fall out. Everyone's going to say Tasmania, but they continue to get the job done. So I would probably say it's going to be the same as a bunch of school kids just walk past me, which is lovely. Uh, so, yeah, I'll probably say it's about the same. Pete, uh, loving your work every time uh, that you're on the NBL coverage. It's always the better for it, and so are we. Every time we get to chat to you, mate, I'll speak to you soon. Thanks, mate. Big round 10 of NBL action. Uh, You can see it uh, on ESPN, uh, on 10 as well. Uh, Check your local guides, of course. Uh, Pete Hooley with us. On the other side of the break, um, we will have an important conversation at this time of year with Jed Zimmer. Thanks to Tobin Brothers celebrating lives.